Many overlook the importance of fundamentals of nursing, but it's a cornerstone of the NCLEX in your nursing career because the topics of patient assessment, communication, and interventions are intertwined more than nursing students think. Let's get NCLEX ready! Hi, I'm Nurse Jojo, registered nurse and founder of Cutie Nurses. Join me as I break down the most difficult questions and share the tools that empowered over 1,500 students to crush the NCLEX exam. Each week, I'll share tips, reviews, along with a ton of resources to help you become a registered nurse and thrive. So step into the world of nursing with confidence at cutienurses.com start. In this video, we're going to delve deep into the core principles of nursing, breaking down 100 complex concepts and equipping you with the knowledge you need to excel in this essential part of your exam. Get ready to transform your approach and understanding of nursing fundamentals. After each of the 100 statements, I'll have paused briefly to give you time to react and determine whether that statement is true or false, and then I'll give the answer and continue. Feel free to pause the video after each statement if you need more time to think about it. You can consider this as one of those videos where you can listen in during a walk between classes or on your commute. Ready to start? Statement 1. Principle of autonomy is the right to refuse treatment, choose treatment, and make one's own decision. This statement is true. Statement 2. A pregnant teenager must get the consent of the parents for medical care and treatment. This statement is false. Teenagers can consent to medical care and treatment involving pregnancy or STDs. Statement 3. If the client is sedated, the nurse can still get consent from the client. This statement is False, the nurse cannot get consent when the client is under sedation. Statement 4. Minors can give consent if he or she is married or emancipated. This statement is true. Statement 5. If the client does not want to sign the against medical advice form, the client cannot leave. This statement is false. The client can still leave without signing the against medical advice form. Statement 6. The client often has the right to refuse life-sustaining treatment. This statement is true. Just remember that there are exceptions, such as not having the mental capacity to refuse treatment. Statement 7. The power of attorney is the one who makes the decision for the client when the client is no longer able to. This statement is true. Statement 8. Giving an injection without consent is an example of assault. This statement is false. Giving an injection without consent is an example of battery. Statement 9. Assault is touching an individual without consent in a harmful way. This statement is false. Battery is touching an individual without consent in a harmful way. Statement 10. Threat or fear of harm is assault. This statement is true. Statement 11. Teenagers are not allowed to be part of the medical decision. This statement is false. Teenagers are allowed to be part of the medical decision 
but the parent or guardian must provide consent. Statement 12. Psychiatric patients have the right to refuse treatment. This statement is true. Statement 13. Living will is an example of an advanced directive. This statement is true. Statement 14. The nurse should notify the physician if the client wants to leave against medical advice. This statement is true. Statement 15. Court can deny parents' treatment refusal if the minor is in critical condition. This statement is true. Statement 16. If the parent's decision causes harm to the child's life, the nurse must follow. This statement is false. The parent's decision that can cause harm to the child's life can be challenged. Statement 17. Medications and procedures performed with minimal to no pain to benefit the client's health are considered ordinary means. This statement is true. Statement 18. If abortion is against the nurse's belief, then the nurse does not have to be a part of the procedure. This statement is true. Statement 19. The order of the stages of grief is depression, anger, bargaining, denial, and acceptance. This statement is false. The order of the stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Statement 20. As an advocate, the nurse makes this decision for the client. This statement is false. As an advocate, the nurse does not make decision for the client. Statement 21. Mammograms are an example of secondary prevention. This statement is true. Statement 22. Stroke rehabilitation programs are examples of tertiary prevention. This statement is true. Statement 23. Immunization against infectious diseases is an example of primary prevention. This statement is true. Statement 24. Secondary prevention is the, the treatment of existing diseases. This statement is false. Tertiary prevention is the treatment of existing diseases. Statement 25. The five stages of the nursing process are assessment, diagnosis, planning, implementation, and evolution. This statement is false. The five stages of the nursing process are assessment, diagnosis, planning, implementation, and evaluation. Statement 26. The nurse manager is responsible for budgeting and handling serious problems in the unit. This statement is true. Shout out to my awesome nurse manager that I had back then. Statement 27. Democratic management encourages staff to be part of the decision-making process. This statement is true. Statement 28. Authoritarian leadership retains as much authority as possible. This statement is true. Statement 29. The nurse case manager coordinates patient care and assists with treatment plans. This statement is true. Statement 30. The nurse assistant cannot perform blood glucose check. This statement is false. The nurse assistant can perform blood glucose checks. 
Statement 31. The licensed practical nurse cannot administer oral medication. This statement is false. The licensed practical nurse can administer oral medication. Statement 32. The licensed practical nurse can evaluate patient care. This statement is false. The licensed practical nurse cannot evaluate patient care. Statement 33. The nurse can assess patients and fill prescription. This statement is false. The nurse can assess patients but cannot fulfill prescription. Statement 34. The licensed practical nurse cannot initiate teaching plan but can reinforce teaching. This statement is true. Statement 35. The licensed practical nurse can provide care for stable patients. This statement is true. Statement 36. Confidential information cannot be disclosed even if the client's life is harmed or threatened. This statement is false. Confidential information can be disclosed if the client is a violent threat to himself or others. Statement 37. Even if the nurse changes the client's real name for a case study, the nurse is still breaking HIPAA. This statement is false. De-identified health information is changing the client's real name for a case study, which does not violate HIPAA. Statement 38. HIPAA stands for Health Insurance Portability and Assurance Act. This statement is false. HIPAA stands for Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996. Statement 39. The State's Department of Motor Vehicle must be informed by the physician about the client's epilepsy disorder. This statement is true. Statement 40. The State's Department of Motor Vehicle must be informed by the physician about the client's seizure disorder. This statement is true. Statement 41. The abuser should not be offered help for anger management. This statement is false. Abusers can be offered help from an agency to assist in anger management. Statement 42. If the nurse notices signs and symptoms of abuse in the child, the nurse must report it. This statement is true. Statement 43. Discharge planning begins when the client is ready to go home. This statement is false. Discharge planning begins prior to the client leaving the hospital when the client submitted. Statement 44. If the medication is withheld, it must be documented and the physician must be aware. This statement is true. Statement 45. During discharge planning, the client is taught how to provide self-care at home, what to expect, and when to notify the physician. This statement is true. Statement 46. The Nurse Practice Act ensures safe and competent nursing practice for those who need nursing care under the state rules and regulation. This statement is true. Statement 47. Moral dilemmas can place nurses in a stressful situation when deciding between following ethics or medical practice. This statement is true. 
Statement 48. If the coworker is not doing the right thing and the nurse is friends with the coworker, the nurse is stuck in a moral dilemma about telling the boss or having the coworker's back. This statement is true. Statement 49. Medical malpractice is a type of negligence which is a breach or violation of professional duty. This statement is true. Statement 50. An example of fidelity is the nurse keeping the promise not to disclose the client's illness to the client's family as requested by the client. This statement is true. Oh my gosh. All right. So far, so good. Great work getting through the first 50 true or false statements. How did you do so far? If you got in this far, you're halfway there. If you have any points you'd like to discuss, comment below. Are you ready to power through the next 50 true or false statement? Oh my gosh, another 50 to go. Before we move forward, make sure to swing by cutienurses.com/start and join my email list. You'll snag 160 digital flashcards for free, perfect for your NCLEX prep. Oh, and don't miss out on all of our upcoming tips and tricks. Hit that red subscribe button below. Together, we're getting NCLEX ready. Now let's move on and start on statement 51. Two nurses assigned to six patients each is an example of justice. This statement is true. Statement 52. Veracity is falsifying information and not being truthful. This statement is False. Veracity is being truthful and not withholding information. Statement fifty-three: The nurse is accountable for her action when she forgot to administer the medication and reported it to the nurse manager and physician. This statement is true. Statement fifty-four: An incident report is completed after an error occurred to determine the factors that led to the error. This statement is true. Statement fifty-five: Disciplinary action is the same in every state. This statement is false. Disciplinary action can vary from state to state. Statement fifty-six: The American Nurses Association Code is a guideline for nurses to follow protocol and policies while following ethical obligation. This statement is true. Statement fifty-seven: Nurses can be liable for any injuries that occur from charting errors. This statement is true. Statement fifty-eight. Printing patient record is a violation of HIPAA. This statement is false. Patient records can be printed. Statement fifty nine. Healthcare staff should always bend at the waist and wear non skid shoes to prevent falls. This statement is false. Healthcare staff should always bend at the knees and hips. Nurses should wear non skid shoes to prevent falls. Statement sixty. In the emergency response plan, the priority is to remove people from danger and to contact a supervisor. This statement is true. Statement sixty-one. Examples of external emergencies include fire and gas leaks. This statement is false. Examples of internal emergency include fire and gas leak. Statement sixty-two. Examples of biological emergency include anthrax and smallpox. 
This statement is true. Statement 63. The nurse should prioritize decontamination if the client is exposed to a chemical emergency. This statement is true. Statement 64. The acronym RACE race, is rescue, alleviate, contain, and extinguish. This statement is false. The acronym RACE is rescue, alarm, contain, and extinguish. Statement 65. An example of preventing error is assessing for any allergies, especially prior to administering new medication. This statement is true. Statement 66. In the coding system for hazard, the color blue symbolizes a health hazard. This statement is true. Statement 67. In the coding system for hazard, the color white symbolizes a special hazard. This statement is true. Statement 68. The material safety data sheet contains the substance name and the hazards associated with the substance. This statement is true. Statement 69. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration created the hazard communication standard. This statement is true. Statement 70. The hazard communication standard does not require that employees be trained on how to use the product safely. This statement is false. The hazard communication standard does require that employees are trained on how to use the product safely. Statement 71. In the hazard classification, teratogens do not cause birth defects. This statement is false. In the hazards classification, teratogens do cause birth defects. Statement 72. The infectious agent is the person who is at risk of becoming infected. This statement is false. The susceptible host is the person that is at risk of becoming infected. Statement 73. A client with tuberculosis should be placed in an airborne isolation room with negative pressure. This statement is true. Statement 74. A client with rubella can be placed in the same room as a client with varicella. This statement is false. A client with rubella can be placed in a room with another client with rubella, but cannot be placed in a room with a client who has an airborne disease. Statement 75. A nurse can place a client who has droplet precautions in a private room or with other roommates with the same infection. This statement is true. Statement 76. Scarlet fever and mumps are examples of infectious diseases that require contact precautions. This statement is false. Scarlet fever and mumps are examples of infectious diseases that require droplet precautions. Statement 77. Measles is an example of an infectious disease that requires droplet precaution. This statement is false. Measles is an example of an infectious disease that requires airborne precaution. Statement 78. Gloves and gowns are put on after entering the client's room. This statement is false. Gloves and gowns are put on before entering the client's room. Statement 79. 
conjunctivitis requires droplet precautions. This statement is true. Statement 80. The CDC recommends that healthcare workers provide proven immunity for hepatitis B, but not tetanus. This statement is false. The CDC recommends that healthcare workers provide proven immunity for hepatitis B and tetanus. Statement 81. The nurse requires the client's permission before using restraints when the client is demonstrating risk of harm to him or herself or to other. This statement is false. The nurse does not require the client's permission before using restraints when the client is demonstrating a risk of harm to his or herself or to others. Statement 82. Restraint orders can be written on as an as-needed basis. This statement is False. Order for restraints cannot be written on as an as-needed basis. Statement 83. Restraints must be renewed after 24 hours. This statement is true. Statement 84. If the client was restrained due to violence, direct observation is mandatory. This statement is true. Statement 85. Sedative is an example of a chemical restraint. This statement is True. Statement 86. A client in four-point restraint must be monitored every 15 minutes. This statement is true. <laughs> statement 87. The nurse cannot place a client in a room against his or her will. This statement is false. The nurse can place the client in a room against his or her will and is prevented from leaving the room until it is deemed safe for the client and others. Statement 88. Violence in a hospital can be committed by a client but not a co-worker. This statement is false. Violence can be committed by the client, co-worker, or even a stranger. Statement 89. Threats and homicide are types of violence that can occur in the workplace. This statement is true. Statement 90. The nurse should call security after the client hits the staff. This statement is false. The nurse should call security if the situation becomes threatening. The nurse should not wait until the violence actually occurs. Statement 91. If the victim experiences electrical shock and is connected to the electrical sword, the nurse should immediately provide care. This statement is false. The nurse should not touch the victim due to the risk of shock. Statement 92. The healthcare staff can use a cheater adapter plug if needed. This statement is false. The cheater adapter plug should not be used. Alright. Statement 93. The nurse should not use any frayed or broken cord and should not roll machinery over the cords. This statement is true. Statement 94. Due to the Safe Medical Devices Act of 1990, the year I was born, yeah, incidents that cause serious injury or illness by machinery must be reported to the Food and Drug Administration and the company of the machine. This statement is true. Statement 95. Staff can notify the leader or manager if they believe a delegated task is unsafe. This statement is true. Statement 96. 
Joint Commission standards are the basis of an objective evaluation process that can help healthcare organizations measure, assess, and improve performance. This statement is true. Statement 97. Nurses must ensure that the client understands all options before making an informed decision. This statement is true. Statement 98. Someone who is designated to make medical decision when the client is no longer able to is the durable power of attorney. This statement is true. Statement 99. The right to die law states that the client has the right to choose death if he or she is terminal. This statement is true. Last one, guys! Statement 100. A reservoir is where an infectious agent dies. This statement is false. A reservoir is where the infectious agent grows. Alright! Congratulations on powering through these 100 true or false statements. Your graphs and the fundamentals of nursing is really showing. It's amazing to see how well you're preparing for the NCLEX. Keep it up! But before you go, I've got another video for you. Don't miss the next video right here. It's filled with even more key insight and essential tips to get NCLEX ready. And if you're not part of our community yet, make sure to hit that red subscribe button. Join us and be the first to access top-notch resources and strategies to ace the NCLEX. Alright, so keep up the excellent work. I'll see you in the next video and happy studying! Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Want more tips and tricks for passing the NCLEX? Then be sure to check out cutienurses.com slash start. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. See you next week.